I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Phillies, we've got a top 100 list out and much more, and we've got our number one chat that finally beat Chris to the punch. Ray Schumacher, I feel like we got to give the full government. Congratulations, Ray. Finally beat Chris. I'm looking at it. It's officially, officially, official. First in the chat, because Chris Slemmer, who said he works from home, he's usually able to jump in quickly. Ray said, not today. Ray, love it. Welcome to PHOY Phillies Podcast. We've got Tyler Zuli, Jamie Lynch, myself, Renee Washington. Happy Friday, TGIF. What's up, Will, Chris, Ray, CMC, Mickey. The chat's rolling already. I see a lot of you guys are in there. Uh, happy Friday, everybody. K-Red, nice to have you all here at gym as well. Listen, guys. Lots of things to talk about today, as is as every day. We've you know got to get through mind. our top 100 list. We've got to get into our catchers, top five catchers that in our rankings. We have guests that stands. And Jamie, uh, of yeah. course, more importantly, has started off today, although his daughter oh, said yeah. today's going to be a great day. Yes. He's got Starbucks, and I feel like it was a slap in the face because you spilled your Starbucks. Well, my mother-in-law bought this for me. It was a nice little oh, treat when she came to the go. house. So I like that. Uh, and then I douched myself getting out of my car just oh, all okay. over the side oh, of my boy. pants. Uh, but you know what I'm really thinking about a lot? That Friday beer. Oh, I know. Oh. And I get home from work. Oh. I Friday beer, it's baseball Friday. tomorrow. Yes. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to have to find a friend's house with MLB Network because I am trying to watch that. That or I'll just go to Reddit. Uh, but Sunday, baseball at home on the yeah. TV, Renee. Like, it's good. And Addie, my wife, already picked out her yoga classes and she said, I'll give you some free time Look later. So I was like, perfect. Because on Sunday, I love that. actually, Skyler's going to be fired up to watch the Phillies. Sunday, I just want my alone time to be. Yeah. In front of the TV. Be beer in. in hand. Oh, yeah. Nice, relaxing sound. Maybe open the window a little bit and uh, feel the breeze. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, with that, uh, I want to say hello to also Nick Smith. Welcome in. Uh, nice to have you here. There were some <laughs> other names here. Dave um, P., yes, I do love the new MLB pants. Yes. Jamie, is. <laughs> listen, we're going to get into the pants because we've been talking about it. We do have 34 days until opening day, 19 days until we're down 34 in days until Clearwater. we see MLB digging 34 balls. 34 days until you get to see all the up close front <laughs> up close and personal shots tomorrow we also will have an opportunity to see colby allard and you may we will not actually some of you we will not be able to actually watch uh does get to start down in dunedin dunedin uh by the way i saw a whole hallmark movie that took place oh my in God. dunedin and really? they were calling it dune 
in. Oh, God. See, I told you. I didn't make it up. They were calling it the wrong thing, but it was Dunedin. Dunedin. So, anyways, And apparently Colby the Allard. Blue Jays, second nicest. Uh, I've heard Phillies and Blue Jays, two nicest complexes in Florida. Yeah. And so nice it's getting shout-outs on Hallmark. There you go. Dunedin, So, yes. Colby Allard gets to start in the Grapefruit League opener versus Toronto Saturday. That will be broadcast on various networks, including MLB Network and radio and then Aaron Nola starts on Sunday in the home opener versus the Yankees at the Bay Care. Uh, listen, it's happening and it's also happening that we have picture days done. Spring training games are kicking off and thanks to picture day and all the shots of guys in their new pants. Yes, guys, we're getting some um, D's nuts. It's getting extremely <laughs> inappropriate. MLB in baseball. photo day and equals D's nuts. It's giving OnlyFans. Um, it's not okay. I don't know who the guy on the Giants is that I saw a picture of. Whole outline. I whole saw print. way too much of that dude. And then the other guy bending over at first base. Like that was the word. That was that was that was pretty bad. bad. That, that was, was just that bad. was quite. You graphic. saw cheeks and everything. Oh. It was just too much. Was way too I was much. literally cackling last night on Twitter, just looking at all the jokes going on. But in all seriousness, oh dick and balls aside from the uh, the problem at hand here, this is something they have to correct by opening day. Like uh, yeah, those were extremely see through. If yeah. there's a rain game. What's going to happen? Maybe a guy goes out for an ethnic meal the night before and thinks he's safe to fart in right field. All of a sudden, he's not. not I'm just saying, Renee, there's a a lot of problems that can arise. (laughs) We call that an uh oh. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. But they have to correct this. You can't have your players out there in see through pants. What is going on? Who approved this? Listen. This is a joke. Here's here's what I'm learning in 2024. A lot of the issues of today are issues. Women have dealt with these problems. This goes back over 10 years that I remember having these same issues. Wait, because what? for the long Yeah. Really? For the longest time we've had and I went, I went to a lot of girls' volleyball <laughs> games in college, Renee. I don't remember see-through shorts. I think Listen, that would have stood out to games. me. We used to have the issues because a lot of a lot of uniforms, it's just white shorts in general, are see-through. And so we would always have to wear sliders because you can see through to your underwear or not underwear if you're going commando. So I'm like, oh, I already see I've seen this problem before. It's very popular, but it's never in baseball that you see it. It's the same no. thing like all of a sudden now there's issues with turf. Okay, that's already been an issue. But now there's also issues with see-through pants. Been there, done the that. If you getting go, down in that If you go out crotch? to some women's games, you would see some see-through white shorts. But you can always wear something underneath to protect. I mean, if Nike or and Fanatics wants the pants. to take over the U.S. women's national team shorts, like, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to object here. Uh, but this is it's, this is bad. Yeah, it's very not. It's it's not OK. And it's not OK. They've already filed the complaint with the Players Association. Oh. But I think, yes. And the Fanatics hasn't released anything. I haven't seen Nike release anything. Like, they're getting dragged. CMC said, what about the children? Yeah, there are kids <laughs> at this game. So, it's become... So the, I also heard people saying like this might be a great way to get some more views because yeah. you're tapping into a whole different audience. I'm like, I don't think that's the audience you want to be. So who's tap, the most tap, likely Philly to go commando? I think the obvious answer is Castellanos or like a Brandon Marsh. I think uh, I think Garrett Stubbs. Like if I was like placing a wager, I think Garrett Stubbs could get you good value on that return. Oh, mm, 
That's you know, because his odds would be long because he only plays like once a week. Just watch your wording here because I feel like you're really te- like, I don't know. If we're, we're talking about really, the bets. Yeah, I know. But the bets are teetering on some other. And I'm like, not really quite yeah. sure. But Jamie, watch it here. The Internet is ruthless. I'm <laughs> um, trying to protect you, my man. Uh, yeah, I think I would go. I could see Stubbs rocking uh, the, <laughs> commando the commando look. Yeah. Somebody's and honestly, do I could see someone doing it now, knowing that they're see-through on purpose. Like a Brennan Marsh, for mm-hmm. example, definitely just gives me... MBD agrees with you. Yeah, he says clearly I'm, it's Marsh. I'm going Marsh. Like, I could see him just going all out and leaning into the fact that they're see-through pants. I wonder and he's what gonna... Rob Manfred is doing this morning. I'm sure last night there was conference calls of high executives at Nike, uh, Fanatics, and MLB going... What do you say? Like, hey, by the way, the these hell? uniforms are see-through. I can see your players... Yeah, Everything. like I don't know how quick the turnaround is to get new, and they were all excited. Like I heard a, I read a quote from Nike. It was like, "This is the first time in MLB history that the colors exactly match the hat and the tops." And like they were all excited because Ooh. the coloring was perfect mm. between Mm-mm. the cap pants and top. And mm. now you have see-through uh, dong pants all over the league, and you need to fix this stat. There's so many jokes that I want to make right now, yeah, I know. but I'm not uh, going to. But I don't know I'm what the turnaround is. Myself if back. they needed like new pants, like how long does that take? I I can't imagine it's what 34 days. 34 days. That's a pretty quick turnaround at this point. You would have thought last week they would have started working on something, but this is actually a real problem, and it's hilarious. I guess, I guess what we're seeing is Major League Baseball said, "Look, NFL, we'll take your Taylor Swift, and we're gonna raise it to see through pants. We're gonna make it. We're not gonna safe for really work. get the ratings going because we're gonna get everybody excited about baseball in more ways than one. So it's just not okay. Uh, listen, I." don't know how long it's going to take them to fix it but please fix it fast uh, i yeah I, I just i just cannot I, I, you guys are going is insane. it wrong i'm rooting for chaos even though it means what it means what's the most chaotic thing you want to see happen <laughs> Jamie? Well, yesterday was pretty good but like if this happens in a real like you know chris jones <laughs> at the nfl combine kinda, okay that was a big viral moment okay i'm okay. kind of hoping for something real bad is that bad that's that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> I just think like guys sliding, bending, like all the movements that now are going to just be, yeah. yeah, they need to be blurred out. I, I agree with you. They need to be blurred out. There needs to be like a disclaimer. Um, ben, you're saying there was an article that came out with quotes from Nike and the Fanatic where they're just saying all these changes are for designed performance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Years in the making is concerning that it took years to make see-through pants. It's giving lingerie. Is this the lingerie, baseball lingerie league? Um, yeah. I don't know. And I don't understand exactly why it took so long to do this, why they feel like they announced this as this great thing. Um, because did they not try this on? <laughs> did nobody try on these I pants don't know and stuff beforehand? Testing. Like, I thought uniforms have to go through a series of, I would think. in my mind, you know how they have the test dummies for driving cars yeah. that they test? In my mind, they test out uniforms with like dummies and they have you doing different movements probably. and seeing how it looks. They probably just have ex-college and nobody, kids. Like, yeah, and nobody saw this. I don't know how they missed it. Uh, maybe the bright <laughs> lights of photo day really exposed it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in more ways than one um but yeah it's uh it's pretty damn funny it's it's something it's yeah definitely something. and and you know what the worst part is like do you go commando do you not go commando it's just like what do you want you just you're just in a pickle you're 
Oh, a pickle. <laughs> you're in a pickle. <laughs> this is quite a pickle, guys. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is gonna take some time to uh, wrap our heads around. Yeah. Seeing uh, the MLB has become the L must stand for uh, laundry yeah. in the Rob way. Rob Manfred wants own, a hornier like, baseball league, apparently. Going I, what? Hey, what? Uh, this is a clickbait world for some, and that's exactly apparently what this that, is. That picture of the dude on the Giants, I cannot get over. Oh, that's bad. It was really bad. It was really bad. And it's almost like he knew it too. He was like sitting on the uh, like edge of the. That's what I'm chair, like. Are we like, leading? That's like. Are they gonna lean into this? Yeah, are they I gonna fully are. tap into like let's have fun with the fact that you can see all of our business, yeah. any movement. So, yeah, there we have it, guys. Um, um we have some in a, yeah some mess going on. But hit that thumbs up button while you're here because this is uh thumbs up for balls out MLB. Yeah. Listen, MBDBDBF's got a great point. The NFL went after women 18 to 34. The demographic did increase mm. for female viewers. Apparently Major League Baseball was like, "Listen, we've also got our own tricks up our sleeves." <laughs> and um we're going to just bring out some see-through pants to be able to tap into the female demographic. We want to also get more female viewers, so we're just going to give you guys a show. Do you think that's going to work? I don't know. I mean, I don't like there are. Okay. There are. I mean, I know back in like 2007, if Chase Utley is exposed through his pants, the ladies in the stadium are going to be going a little. I was going to say there. See, I don't watch sports for that. Like, I'm not like the type that's like, oh my gosh, these men look so great in their shorts, but there are women, unfortunately. And men that are like, oh, these men look so great in their shorts and pants and I want to see it. So yeah, maybe they are, um, you know, trying to, to I mean, the Phillies are a pretty like slutty team, you know, like, but I kind but of I have a vibe like, to them. Okay, here's the other side of this. My, this is okay. And I don't mean baseball. You know, they've got helmets and hats on. You can't always see their faces. So maybe they're like, you can't see the locks. You can't see the faces. So we'll give you something else to look at that gets you, you know, wanting to tune in. We'll just give you another well, we'll reason see. to watch. So we'll I don't know. Rob Manfred's I just, an evil genius. Ah, yeah. So that being said, guys, it's 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 interesting right now. Very interesting times that we are in. Um, but you know where you can always go and, and make sure to get exactly the correct service, breakfast, lunch, dinner, delicious food to kickstart your day the right way. That's over at Bagels & Co. Now, Bagels & Co. does a tremendous job of just providing you with a large variety of bagels. They've got 15 to 20 different bagels. And now as I'm transitioning into this read, I'm like, wow, I could have did so many inappropriate things with this um, coming out of that last topic. But we're not because Bagels & Co. is delicious. Lots of varieties of bagels, 15 to 20 different types of bagels to choose from daily. They have Manhattan-style bagels, Brooklyn style bagels made right here in philly i actually drove past bagels and co recently on walnut street in philly they have the mom and pop shop feel right in our backyard made with that philly love and in addition to those varieties of bagels you also have 30 different flavors of cream cheeses and schmears they've got seasonal they've got holiday specific ones so they also have some philly sports ones as well so now that we've got baseball they'll probably have some philly's cream cheeses coming out They've got St. Patrick's Day bagels coming up. So between the variety of bagels, the variety of cream cheese, if you think that's not enough, they also have just great sandwiches. Their pork roll and egg sandwich is to die for. So head on over to Bagels & Co. because they have great options and also great prices. As we know, it's expensive out here in 2024. And Bagels & Co. provides you with affordable prices where you can eat well without breaking the bank and making sure that you can have good prices on your whatever it is that you're buying to kickstart your day or for lunch or for dinner. So for the best Brooklyn style bagels made right here in Philly, head to thebagelsandco.com slash store hyphen locator. 
Find those locations nearest you. They are all over Philly. And you can find the closest bagels and cone near you and sink your teeth into a delicious bagel sandwich. Right. Yum. Tyler, I might have to outsource some some nerd. Uh, you have to correct me if I'm wrong here. Oh. But I saw a tweet the other day that said that Friday beer is going to hit my hand like Maholner. Is that Thor's hammer? Like, Wait, m- like Mjolnir? 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 Mjolnir. I was just watching Thor Nier. this week. Yes. That beer is going to hit my hand like oh Molnir. Mjolnir. Oh. Mjolnir. Nope. Mjolnir. Nope. Still Mjolnir. 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 That Miller Lite is going to hit my hand like Mjolnir. <laughs> That's the best you've done All so right. far. Uh, Mjolnir. <laughs> just Mjolnir. It's Mjolnir. Th- it's th- it's have, Thor's hand. I know. I was watching s- Thor literally two days ago. Okay. I was on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen the, movie, the video the of... The a, yeah. actors from the Avengers trying to pronounce Mjolnir, no. and they're all screwing up badly. <laughs> and then Paul Rudd goes, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that Miller Lite, when I get out of here and get home today, is going to hit my hand like oh, no. Mjolnir. Okay. Not bad, right? Not bad. I'll so I'm it. looking forward to it. 96 calories. It's that time of the year. I'm probably already behind the curve where you got to start you know, thinking about bathing suit season. Got to dial back from those double IPAs and those heavy, heavy, fatty beers. And I need some nice, smooth, 96 calorie, uh, good for you beer. And that's Miller Lite. It's everybody knows it. It's everywhere you look, uh, wherever I'm traveling. If I was just on the golf course in Florida, I know Miller Lite's going to be there for me. If I go to the dive bar around the corner, guess what? Miller Lite, I can depend on it. Uh, fancy foo-foo bar in town. They're going to have Miller Lite because it's the beer drinker's beer. It tastes like a light beer should, and it's perfect for friends, family, and great gatherings. We're putting together my daughter's fifth birthday party right now. Guess what? I'm going to have a cooler of Miller Lite there because everybody drinks it. Everybody likes it. It is low calorie and only 3.2 carbs for every 12 ounces. Uh, It's as dependable as dependable gets in the beer world. It's the perfect light beer for beer lovers. Uh, it's the taste you can depend on. No games, no gimmicks, just a great beer for people who like beer. Miller Lite is brewed for taste. It hits different than other light beers. Simple ingredients like malted barley for rich balance, toffee note flavors, and the iconic golden color. 96 calories, again, just 3.2 grams. Get ready for beach season with Miller Lite. Miller Time is always a good time. The original light beer since 1975 and still the best one. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com slash P-H-L-Y fills to find delivery options near you, or you can just pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories. And again, just 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Mm. Now, Chris Hemsworth, maybe they should get him to model these new pants, Jamie, because I'd like to see. Talk about a beefcake. Man, him and Liam. All right, so moving on because... One of them's married to Miley Cyrus, right? No. That's a whole rabbit hole there. Sorry. (laughs) Behind all my people magazines. Yeah, you're behind. They're no longer... Although, actually, I don't know what they are these days, but we can go down a rabbit hole on that one. All right, so Major League Baseball um, has continued to put... There's been so many different outlets putting out rankings and top lists. We've been putting out our own top list by positions, but MLB Network just recently came out with their top 100 list. There are five different Phillies that are across the top 100 list, and it made me start to think, who else is across the list for other teams? Now, for the Phillies specifically, you've got Bryce Harper, who's sitting at number 11. Trey Turner sits at number 16. 
Also in that list from the team, uh, we've got Kyle Schwarber. JT Romuto's at 46. Um, Kyle Schwarber's at 57. And then last but not least, who am I forgetting? Oh, Wheels. Zach Wheeler is sitting, and I lost him in my 100 list. He's because he's at Yeah, he's in the 20s. So then I started thinking, you know, where did they put everybody else across the, the league? And what's the breakdown by teams? Well, if you were also curious about the breakdowns by teams, I got gotcha. you. So the Astros, seven guys across the top 100. The Rangers have four. The Yankees have three total players in the top 100, and all of them are in the top 10. You know who they are, of course. Um, And then the Dodgers have three in the top 10 as well, and they've got seven total on the list. And one of those seven includes Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who came in at number 61 on this top 100 list. Uh, So overall, you know, and as you mentioned, the the Braves just – Eight guys in the top 100, you know, casual eight. Yeah, just um, normal no, eight. No big out deal. Of the top 100. No big deal. So, um, so in terms interesting of interesting list. In terms of the Phillies observations, I had three. Uh, the first was no Aaron Nola, mm-hmm. and we'll go through the guys 90 through 100 and see. Would you know? Would you take Nola over him? Two, Bryce Harper doesn't crack the top 10. I want to go through the top 10 and see if there's anybody you would replace Bryce Harper with. And then the third observation yep. I found a little, uh, I don't know if not right is the word, but like, I was like, eh, that's a good debate. Trey Turner above Zach Wheeler. Now right. I think for body of work for the career, you can say absolutely. Um, mm. Maybe it's me factoring in the playoff performances, but I, I don't know. I I might have Zach Wheeler ahead of Trey Turner. I think Trey Turner was 16th on the list and Zach Wheeler was 28th. Uh, So those were my three Phillies related observations. Um, I agree. Uh, Listen, this is why yesterday when we did our top rankings for first baseman, I put Bryce Harper uh, that this year is going to be a breakout year for him and he's going to prove himself as just to the league, we we watch Bryce Harper so closely here that I feel like, much like we talked about Bryson Stott, a lot of people around the baseball world know he's talented. They know how good he is. But I feel like he still doesn't get enough of that credit that he deserves. And to be left out of that top 10 list, right, when so you have, it's it. a great list. It's a great list. Yeah. Listen, the talent in this league is remarkable. You've got Ronald Acuna Jr. at number one. I'd agree. Wild, he last year was at number 23, of course, coming off of an ACL at that point. Jumps up to number one this year. Mookie Betts sits at two. Aaron Judge at three. Can't argue You've got any Shoei of these. Otani at four. Can't so argue. top four. Freddie Freeman, five. Can't, not going to argue. Nope. Corey Seager at six. Not then you've got argue. Juan Soto at seven. This is one I think you Jordan can argue. Jordan Alvarez at eight. Garrett Cole at nine. And Julio Rodriguez at ten. And you can't tell me all ten of them are better than Bryce Harper. I think, Juan, I where think Bryce, Juan Soto comes up is where you can start making. You could slot him in there. Garrett Cole I would put ahead of Bryce Harper just because he's the best pitcher in baseball. And you probably belong in a top ten list. Yeah, when you're that. definitely. But definitely. I, like, I'm taking Bryce Harper over Juan Soto. Um, Jordan Alvarez versus Bryce Harper, I think is a really good barroom discussion. That is a great discussion. But I'm going Harper over Soto. And then the other guy you're looking at there is Julio Rodriguez, Mm -hmm. who is one of the best young players in the game. No doubt about it. Uh, You know, could be a face of baseball if he, if he really, you know, continues what he's been doing, but I'm probably taking Bryce Harper over Julio Rodriguez. Now, if you're talking about a 10 year window, I might take Julio Rodriguez, but if you're just talking about this upcoming season Mm -hmm. uh, with what Bryce Harper has shown you clutch wise and playoff wise, I, I think those are the two that Harper Harper's camp could have gripes with. Yeah. So I think I agree that the top five, 
uh, makes sense to me. You know, this is it's based off of a lot of different factors. These guys are absolutely the best in baseball. Um, I do think that Garrett Cole and Bryce Harper should be probably in that six, I would seven, jump eight range. Of those yeah, ahead I would jump of both of them higher. I would drop again. Jordan Alvarez is a DH now because he's not going to be playing on the field. He'll be DH for the Astros. You know, he obviously is in my opinion, a top 10 as well. But I do feel like you can easily make the argument, Garrett Cole, Bryce Harper slot up, Juan Soto bumps down, Julio Rodriguez probably should be 11 um, looking in, or Juan Soto, 10, 11, those two. But Bryce Harper is a top 10 baseball and player, like, in my opinion. I'm sorry, me. Tyler, you can chime in here in a sec. When you're like you, in the Jordan Alvarez, Bryce Harper discussion, I think that's a great one. When you become the DH and... Your glove like gets take taken away, away from it. Yeah, I, I feel like that does. You know, it's not like he's playing the position that exists, but when you're not contributing to the team That's as much as thought. Bryce Harper is at first, mm -hmm. if it's an even 50-50 split offensively, I feel like Harper then should get the nudge because you know he's going to be playing a really good defense where Jordan Alvarez is going to be sitting on the bench. And half I the game. think Jordan Alvarez moving to be a, an everyday DH instead of playing the field where he was top in his position is exactly why I, I would make the case that he should be further down. You know, you're playing one, just one aspect of the game. Great. You're smashing balls out of the ballpark. Great. You're, we know the talents that you have as a DH, but you're not able to field. You're not able to help your team out. So how are you top 10, 10 in the league? If T you're Tyler's got a smirk. To, what are your thoughts? I, I will not accept Jordan Alvarez slander on this show. Uh, the well, guy I'm played. Not, he no, only I'm played not, 114. It was a 50-50 tie. He, he played 114 games last year. Hit 31 home runs. Drove in almost 100. Had an OPS plus of 170. Yeah, he's and, insane. And by the way, the guy. It's not slander. I'm the, just saying, if you have him tied, if he's not playing the field and Harper is, like I think the that edge gives that Harper. Gets I think that's the edge that puts you ahead. The, the guy hit 295 against lefty lefty awesome. same side arm action. Like the, you you go like go back to the World Series two years ago, right? And and he hits that back-breaking home run uh, against Jose Alvarado, and you go, okay, you're going lefty-lefty, and it's like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, he's— This a, guy's a freak. I probably have Jordan ahead of Harper, but I'm just saying, if you're, like, having that discussion, I think playing the field nudges you ahead of the other guy. And the other part of that, as we know, and this was mentioned, I know Barbara, what's up, Barbara, in the chat, you were saying this, that, of course, part of this is Bryce Harper doesn't have a full season last year. And that's also why Ronald Acuna Jr. was someone that even in last year's rankings was lower, coming off of an ACL, and he didn't return back to the Braves until April. You know, you don't have a full season. I, I in my opinion, think, and this is why I put Bryce Harper so high yesterday on my list, this needs to be the year that Bryce Harper breaks out as a top 10 baseball player without any questions asked. He's a two-time MVP. A he is a top he 10 is, baseball player. But I, mean, this, but, but I mean, this needs to be the year he solidifies himself where you can no longer justify, is he top 10? Is he not top 10? Is This needs to be the year, like just like we went through with Acuna, Mookie, Judge, Showy, Freddie, Bryce needs to be in that group where you're like, no questions asked. He's top of baseball. And because of what we have in terms of the projections for this team, if Bryce can solidify himself that around the league, there are no hesitancies. He's a top 10 baseball player that goes, that bids very well for the Phillies this 2024 season. So I know Steven, you're making some good points. Um, everyone's sharing their thoughts about where they feel like this list could possibly have had some tweaks. Steven, you're saying you feel like career Soto OPS. over Acuna, but we got uh, Crawford waiting in the wings. I prefer. Soto over oh wait, Acuna, I think I missed no. part of that conversation. I don't know if you're saying like prefer him 
I don't know what you're saying prefer as in, but Hey, that's your opinion, buddy. Go for it. Um, yeah. So I, I do think no. And I say Mopar to your point, I'm saying he is a top 10 baseball player, but the fact he's not top 10 on every list, he should be top 10 on every list. And there should be as a player, he's got to get himself to a point where everybody across the league without hesitancy is like Bryce Harper's top 10. There's no justifying having him at 11 or 12. You have to have him top 10, and that's what I'm hoping this year Bryce will well, show the rest of the baseball world Juan, he belongs. Juan Soto's apparently got a great PR firm working <laughs> for him these days. Uh, yeah, and as you mentioned also throughout that list, yes, we do have Zach Wheeler at 28. I have Wheeler Trey ahead Turner of, at 16. Ahead of Turner. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, I, would, I would make that swap. I, I, and I think it was Matt Deckard said it in the chat. Like, pitchers should almost be their own separate list, and I kind of agree. I mean, you, you get into, like – it's real it's real weird to compare a guy that goes once every five days to an everyday player. Uh, I almost think these lists should be split up a little bit more. Um, but, you know, Zach Wheeler, with what he's shown you in the playoffs, I think deserves to be ahead of Trey Turner. Um, now, Trey Turner, I think, is going to bounce back and get back to, uh, you know, what we saw the second half of the season last year. Uh, but it's hard for me. Like, Zach Wheeler has been the best big game yeah. pitcher in baseball and maybe I weighed it too heavily on the playoffs, but that's ultimately what matters. It's not like the Phillies are like scratching and clawing to just be a playoff team. They're, they're a world series contender and you need a guy like Zach Wheeler. That's just going to come in and put them on the table, maybe figuratively mm -hmm. and literally with the new MLB pants uh, and win you a game like in the playoffs. So yeah. maybe I, maybe I waited too much, but I think Zach Wheeler should be ahead of Trey Turner on that list. Yeah, I, I actually would too. And I also, to me, I'm very big on consistency. And like you mentioned, how you perform in the playoffs, because that is where your bread and butter is. Uh, I don't care if you have 162 great games, if you don't show up at all in the playoffs. And I think Trey Turner is a great player and we should get a full year of Trey this year, which would be very exciting. But I feel like Zach Wheeler uh, should be higher. Honestly, just keep them both up higher. Keep, keep Trey at 16. I know people in the chat were saying Trey shouldn't be 16. Keep Trey up high, top 20, but also have Zach Wheeler higher up on the list. And then the fact that Aaron Nola did not even crack into the top 100 is surprising, um, especially because you look at, as we talked about with Bryce being on the outside of that 1 through 10, Aaron Nola on the outside of that 90 to 100. When you have names like 98, Jordan Montgomery, Nathan Uvalde at 91, Dylan Cease, 92, Cal Raleigh, uh, 93, Gabriel Moreno, 94, Royce Lewis, Josh Naylor, Tristan Casas, Nathaniel Lowe, Matt McClain, and then Ellie De La Cruz is the final name that cracked the top 100 at 100. So Seems Aaron like they Nola, made their list and we're like, oh shit, we don't have De La Cruz in yet. Put him at 100. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Aaron Nola over D Dylan Cease. Like, um, I think Dylan Cease's ceiling uh, might be higher like individual seasons but i think aaron nola is a better pitcher overall more proven uh more steady but we can certainly talk to john foley yeah. about uh, our observations from this list as uh let's welcome in john foley from clearwater hey what's going on guys can you hear me okay yes, yeah we, we got you john. what's up john happy All Friday. Right. another week has passed uh listen we're talking through our top 100 players for the Phillies specifically, they have five names on that list. Aaron Nola, not one of them. What are your thoughts when you when you had a chance to look at the top 100 and, and just breaking down who's where, what are your thoughts on Wheeler, Trey, Bryce, Nola not being there, just overall the Phillies rankings? 
I mean, it's a it's a joke for Aaron Nolan not to be on this list. You're going to tell me he's not one of the top 100 players in Major League Baseball. I mean, it's it's crazy. Especially, I mean, I think Zach Wheeler is the ace of this team. But for Zach Wheeler to be, what, in the 20s? And Aaron Nolan not to make the top 100 at all, that's really, really surprising. So, John, uh, I'm wondering if there's any chatter down in Clearwater these past two days um, about the top story in Major League Baseball, and that's players' balls and <laughs> them being exposed on media day. This is a real – this is, like, as funny as it is, this is a real problem uh, that Major League Baseball probably should have been ahead of, uh, but now they have to correct. Is there is there much discussion down there about what's going on with the jerseys? Yeah, I mean, it's – you walk around here and you can't – you got to make sure you keep your eyes right at – <laughs> because these transparent pants it's, it's insane i mean how much money does major league baseball make and we can't get these guys some pants uh i don't know what's going to happen with this it seems to be a complete disaster and you know somebody's gonna to have to step in and say this this just doesn't work some of the pictures i've seen on on twitter are just obscene <laughs> yeah it's 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 very inappropriate. We need a disclaimer out here for Major League Baseball now. Um, a warning, discretion, uh, some nudity and things like that. But John, what is the what is going on down in Clearwater? What's the latest? We haven't had a chance to chat with you on the show. Obviously, we've talked in our texting thread and different things. What's the latest mm -hmm. down in Clearwater? Uh, discussions, what you've seen, what's going on? Just update us. Today's an interesting day because it's the it's the last practice before game day. Um, there is definitely a different vibe. Uh, I saw some folks packing up some gear. Um, you know, they're they're still they're still going through their drills, but it's it, def it definitely has a different vibe to it than the last few days. Um, I think I think these guys are are done with the with the drills and the the stretching and the throwing. I think you know they want to get out there and play a baseball game. So and we and we won't see it. So it should be uh, it should be a great weekend. Yeah. So John, I uh, assume you'll be at both games this weekend. Um, tomorrow, the Phillies are going to get a look at the back-to-back uh, back-to-back uh, -back years number one prospect for the Blue Jays. They're going to be throwing out Colby Allard, Michael Mercado, a bunch of these new arms that they acquired, uh, and saving Aaron Nola for Sunday in the Clearwater crowd. Uh, what are you going to be looking for this weekend? Is there any kind of uh, early chatter of what these lineups might look like. Uh, what's kind of the rundown of this weekend ahead? So I, I will be at both games. Uh, Blue Jays game. Uh, Dineen is so close by. Uh, so that, that's helpful. I think we got a, a few coming up next week in, in Fort Myers, which is like two, two and a half hours away. Uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I don't have any news on a potential lineup yet. I mean, you know how spring training is, especially the, the early games. They'll throw a lineup out there. Guys will have one at-bat, two at-bats, then they're pulled, and it's it's sort of a, you know, a free-for-all in terms of who's going to be in the game. So I don't know what I'll be looking for specifically. I'm interested to see uh, how Colby Allard looks. Um, as you mentioned, Jamie, they're, they're saving Nola for the for the home crowd, which I think was a nice move. I mean, maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe it's just that's how the schedules worked out. Um, they're saving but, it for the for the Phillies fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, any so, idea how long they're going to go? Are we thinking like two innings for each guy? Have you heard anything from Rob? Nothing yet. Haven't heard anything from Rob on that, but 
my guess is two innings max um just from you know based on previous spring trainings uh first time out there but you know that's that's two more innings of of uh aranora than, than we've yeah. seen in a while as yeah. baseball so yeah we're finally getting some baseball games uh fortunately for you you get to actually see them and see them in person john which makes it even more exciting since I know we've been talking about uh, the inability to watch them as easily at home. Uh, John, overall, just being down in, in Clearwater, you know, this team right now, what's, as you mentioned, they've been progressing out of their, you know, more stretching, fundamental types of drills, more game focused um, in that aspect. What's the schedule for today? What's on, what's on par? Of course, it is 24 hours, a little over 24 hours as of now since the game gets started shortly after 1 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, what's on tap for today that people can expect you'll be dropping and sharing as the weekend gets started? Um, so there should be some footage up now on uh, on the PHLY Phillies uh, Twitter account and uh, a couple of videos on on my account of, you know, things that are just going on this morning. Um, you know, Nola and Ranger Suarez were having a nice little throw-in session. Um, uh you know the uh the infielders and outfielders seem to be working together today in the in the ballpark itself on um defensive drills backing up you know, fundamentals that kind of thing um but uh not you know i think the intensity may have been ramping up recently and now today is sort of like a, a little bit more of a chill day um just with everybody Everybody has their eyes on on tomorrow in the in the first game. Yeah, John, uh, one of the guys, you know, a lot of Phil's fans are going to pay attention to this spring training is Mick Abel. I see uh, from one of the videos you posted, you were out at his bullpen session uh, yesterday. Uh, is there any early word on uh, what coaches or players impressions in, are of Mick? Uh, he, you know, he's got a chance to compete. Uh, theoretically for that six starter position, probably not out of the gate, uh, but maybe after a couple starts in Lehigh Valley. Uh, how does Mick look to you and have you heard anything about him yet? You know, to my untrained eye, uh, he looked, he looked really good. Um, velocity looked good. Uh, command looked good. Uh, haven't heard a lot of chatter, you know, it would be rare for, for, um, you know, the coaches to come around and, and say that that Mick's not looking so good <laughs> or anything like anybody that. asked about him <laughs> um but yeah he looks good and i do think he's a candidate uh to to reach the majors as you said not not right off the bat but later in the season i mean you need we all know you need reinforcements as the season goes on uh 162 games is a lot of games so hopefully we'll we'll see him at some point yeah, definitely. Well, John, uh, we're looking forward to getting, you know, more and more updates from you, especially as the weekend progresses and you'll have a better view than all of us as to how the, the guys are looking. And definitely I'm curious about, you know, how Colby Allard's going to be looking and how, you know, overall the team's going to play in their first games this weekend. Um, this weekend-wise, the just last thing for me before we let you get back to work down there in Clearwater, you know, anything else that, that's jumped out at you that maybe caught you by surprise that you've seen this week? Obviously, it has been a full week now of full team training, uh, even though they are still easing back. Is there anything that you've noticed down in Clearwater that really caught you by surprise? I mean, 
this being my first time down here in a professional capacity, I think everything's catching me by surprise. Uh, I'm sitting here in the cafeteria, saw T-Mac wander by, uh, Charlie Manuel came through the, the media workroom looking for somebody's office yesterday. It's uh, It's been a wild experience. Um, I, I guess people get used to this somehow at some point, but um, it's it's been something. Uh, but no, I, I, I don't have any sort of uh, breaking news on the team or, or anybody who looks uh, particularly good or bad based on the drills. I know uh, Kyle Schwarber definitely looks like he has slimmed down. Um, Johan Rojas uh, has looked like he bulked up. So we got we got our big guys getting smaller, our small guys getting bigger. Um, but other than that, that I think it's going to be uh, pants talk, John. Or are you talking about? <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> oh, man. I mean, their balls are out there exposed. <laughs> I yeah, this is I mean, this is insane. Um, that's insane. I did, somebody's got to fix this. Uh, but in the in the meantime, yeah, we all just avert our eyes and go about our business. Uh, so, John, we'll let you get out of here. But what was the best thing? Uh, you got to experience the new food and drinks at Bay Care Park yesterday. Uh, what was oh, the best thing that stood out to you, drink amazing. or food-wise? Oh, man, it's a beautiful thing to have Mako Mako down here. Um, that's, that's, some, that's some good pizza. Can't beat it. And... Uh, Tried out this this orange crush beverage uh, that that may or may not be new. That's um, got uh, fresh squeezed orange juice, orange vodka, triple sec, uh, a little little sparkling water. Um, highly recommend. All right, living the good life, John. Well, thank you so much for taking time Friday out of this Friday to join us for Fridays with Foley. Clearwater edition, um, and it's a pleasure just to continue to see all the great content you're pumping out, articles, videos, images, tweets, that everybody can follow along, of course, on our uh, Twitter, on our website at allphly.com. So, John, keep up the fantastic work. Enjoy the games this weekend, and we'll be tuning in, uh, getting some more updates from you next week. Thanks so much. Take care. See you, John. Thank you. Uh, and look, if you find yourself down in Florida uh, like John for six weeks and you want to bump around the spring training games, uh, maybe you just bust out the game time app and make your life a lot easier. And if you use code PHLY, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Game time is awesome. I've used it a couple times now. I've seen a comedian through game time. Me and my wife have gone to two concerts with game time. One of my favorite things about it, depending on the event you're going to, it's nice to know what your uh, seat view is going to be, uh, whether it's a stand-up comedian or a concert or a sporting event. People like different vantage points for different events. Uh, so with you know, theater as well, you know, so you can check out whatever seat it is for your favorite event, whether it's uh, comics, music, sports or theater. Game time has all the local events going on in your area. I love it. They have a low price guarantee, an event cancellation protection, job loss protection. Game time wants to invest in you. They got your back and they want to have you as a customer for life. And game time is an easy place to get last minute tickets. You don't have to stress for months in advance uh, to get tickets to your favorite events. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, literally just two taps and you're set. Uh, tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you never have to dig through your emails and tickets always make great gifts for the people in your lives. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase terms apply. Just create an account, redeem code PHLY for $20 off 
Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All Dave right. P, Pearl Jam Tour. I definitely want to go. Uh, if I do, I will be using Game Time, but this this tour looks pretty awesome. There you so go. I'm with you there, Dave P. Maybe we'll meet up and uh, cheers a beer at Game. Uh, are you are you also in on the Pearl Jam so tour? I've never seen Pearl Jam, and Dude. like I, I, so I like Pearl Jam. <laughs> like I wouldn't say that I'm like a, He's a, a diehard fan once, but I, I do. It's one of those bands that I just want to go. I see. saw the last shows at the Spectrum. Uh, the night that the Phillies World Series was going on, yeah, and Raul mm. came over because he's good friends with Eddie Vedder, and, and you're closing down the spectrum, and it was just like one of the greatest nights. Yeah, there there's certain artists that I feel like I just want to go see, even if I'm not like the biggest sure. fan of them. Pearl Jam is definitively one of yeah, them. Yeah, like Neil Neil Young and Crazy Horse this tour, yeah. like they're the kind of same thing. Like you know, I'm not the biggest Neil Young fan in the world, but he's he's a guy I feel like I need to see. Yeah. Bucket list items. Game time's got you. Well, I would love to be able to see the games uh, this weekend clearly and easily without having to scramble to find them. But we do have Colby Allard, of course, getting the start Saturday versus Toronto on for the Blue Jays. Ricky Tideman, their top prospect. He's been their number one prospect back-to-back years. We'll also get to start. He's someone that's projected to be able to crack into their lineup, uh, maybe with a strong season in AAA in 2024 to crack into the Toronto lineup. So it should be interesting to see how this weekend goes, especially uh, I'm glad John's down there to give us some insight around things that maybe we miss. Um, there is a question before we progress into the next part of our show. Steve Garrison, you're asking about Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell, uh, whether or not Nebraska will pull the trigger. Uh, you said you still want Trevor Bauer. Listen, I don't know that anybody's going to pull the trigger. I think for the Phillies specifically, and we've talked about this on the show with the signing of Whitley, with Merrifield, it feels like that was the last big piece that we're going to see from the Phillies. Now, it's at least in my opinion, especially time for them to just get this group going, get some spring training games under their belt. Um, and I don't think they're going to push all in because there's not an, an absolute dire need. Uh, Jordan Montgomery would be the one that I'd want to see added if, if any of them were to be added to the Phillies roster. But I don't think it's going to happen for the Phillies. Uh, I know Blake Snell's been connected to the Yankees several times. He's going to be um, Jordan Montgomery actually is an interesting one because the Rangers are out on him. The Phillies have been the favorite for him. But I think if his price point continues to drop, maybe then we'll see the Phillies go in on Jordan Montgomery because, honestly, there's not a lot of teams, definitely not quality teams, that are interested yeah, that we've read, heard at least. Red Sox, Giants, and Angels yeah, are the three nobody that are stalking his market playoff now like a definite playoff now team so i could absolutely see maybe jordan montgomery if his price point drops then the phillies would go in on jordan montgomery but there's a lot there's a list out there i mean cody bellinger different names that we've talked about that are still waiting in the wings um but that being said of course we did have a chance to see the mlb network top 100 but also cbs sports came out with their list they do every year around names that could make a surprise impact this year and before we get into our top five catchers just to hit on this because cbs sports intentionally tries to make sure they put names on the list that are not obvious they said we're not going to have a jackson holiday on there for the phillies they're not going to have yoro johan rojas or ryan kirking on the list they want to pick somebody that intentionally you may not be as uh, aware of or paying attention to as much that they feel like really could have a surprise impact in 2024. So for each team, all 30 teams, they picked one guy and the guy for the Phillies, Jamie, Michael Mercado. Yeah. I read from somebody that there's a good chance we see him tomorrow. Uh, that is if you have MLB network, if you're fortunate enough <laughs> to have the almighty MLB network, uh, which apparently is the only way to get 
you know, half of the spring training games uh, relying on other teams' feeds picked up by MLB Network. Uh, but that's I've already I've already yelled at the clouds for that one. Um, but yes, Michael Mercado <laughs> could pitch tomorrow. So if you're lucky enough to see him, I am intrigued by him. Anytime somebody comes from the Rays, uh, I'm a Rays-aholic. So like, you know, Jose Alvarado, you don't have to look much further than him. Mm-hmm. Um, when they took Zach Eflin, I went, oh, well, he's going to be good because he's going to the Rays. I, um, I maybe give too much credit to the Rays. But anytime you take somebody from the Rays, I always go, ooh. So I am intrigued by Michael Mercado. We'll see if he has any impact on the team or not. He's going to have to have a pretty good spring here to make the team. Yeah. Uh, so I am intrigued by watching him. Yeah. Yeah. And another one that's been intriguing, uh, Griffin McGarry. I know Matt Gell put out a piece with a quote from Brian Kaplan, the assistant pitching coach and director of pitching development, talking about Griffin McGarry and about how he has the stuff to pitch at the big league level but there might be some adjustments that need to be made in his overall movement, delivery and approach to get it where he can actually stick and have success at the highest level. Listen, this is the time we've done our deep dive on prospects on this show. A lot of prospect watching right now to see who can really make those tweaks and adjustments in their game, especially now getting into spring training to see if they have potential to crack into the lineup if, this year, maybe as soon as this year. So Griffin McGarry has been one that's been interesting. We've seen him up and down kind of on the prospect ratings. Uh, we've seen his uh, adjustments that have been made haven't always panned out, but Brian Kaplan seems to feel pretty good about what he's shown. Yeah. His well, movement. Griff's now 23 years old, I believe. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty much like the biggest year of his career. Um, you never really want to hear the words remaking a delivery um late in a season at age 22 and now they're still tweaking it and working on it you know i I hate to say it but time is the monster here Mm -hmm. with griff mcgarry uh he's already plummeted down their prospect rankings depending on who you read uh but you know obviously want the kid to to work out but uh i would say a pessimistic blanket uh has been put over me with griff mcgarry when you hear all this stuff um not exactly the best uh the best quote in the world. No, no. I'm not as, uh, you know, for me, I, I'm always a, I want to see it. I don't, I'm not big on the hypotheticals and the what ifs and the waiting. Um, I'm very impatient in that sense, but someone I'm not as impatient on. And I've been very big on, I've given him a nickname uh, because listen, I'm all about giving nicknames after you earn them. Like Michael Morcado could be Eminem, M.M. If he earns it, he's not there yet. But someone that has earned a nickname, Yoro, we've talked about him on the show. And Tyler, before we get into our catcher's list, I got to give you your flowers, your credit. Um, I know you guys in the chat are mentioning the catcher's list will be interesting. It is going to be interesting, but we're not there yet. Because Yoro got a hit on him. The amount of ways that he surprised and jumped up the, the list for his fielding performance in a limited amount of innings played last year compared to others on, on various lists, such as defensive runs saved has been remarkable and something that you can't sneeze at. Many may have overlooked it because you're not paying attention to Yoro on the defensive side because you're so frustrated on his at-bats. But when you look at what this youngster's got and the, uh, the potential there and what we've already seen, it's encouraging. And Tyler, I'll let you jump in on your tweet that you put out yeah, I, um, and the how you've been Team Yoro. So, defen- <laughs> uh, hold on. Defensively, Team Johan Rojas. Because, so I tweeted this well, out. Defensively, and, he's a freak. He's yeah, the fastest kid yeah. alive. So, I put this in our, our chat. I, I went back and found a tweet that I tweeted about Johan Rojas because we're going to talk about the defensive run saved and the amount of innings that he played. But I put in all caps, 
at least give me my credit for my tweet <laughs> two months ago, you cowards. I think we talked well, about it at the end of the last regular we season. Did. When so, we first launched, uh, too. When we were talking about defensive runs what, saved. like a third of the games yeah, as everybody he, else on this list? 392 innings played in Major League Baseball. He was a 15 DRS. So right. there were 15 players in Major League Baseball that reached a 15 DRS. The second least amount of innings played uh, in the field was Alejandro Kirk, the catcher for the Blue Jays. He caught 775 innings, so basically <laughs> double the innings played that mm-hmm. Johan Rojas did. And I, I put at the bottom of the tweet, quote, Rojas might legitimately break defensive metrics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the guy right ahead of him, Stephen Kwan, and when we talked about the right fielders list, we call, what did we call him defensively? A wizard? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a wizard. And he had one more defensive run saved in nearly 1, 000, four times the amount of innings. 1, right. Yeah. So, so Johan Rojas, absolutely. So the reason I put this in the show sheet, let's say it right now. We'll file it away and check back in September. <laughs> Do you think Johan Rojas is going to lead the league in defensive run save this year? I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I think he does. He does. He should. First of all, Dave P., thank you for finally acknowledging Yoro in the chat. Let's keep this going. I think it's a great nickname. I don't know why you guys are sleeping on Yoro, but it's fine. When he has a breakout year this year, I bet everyone's going to be like, Yoro! Well, he has to keep... The hardest yeah. thing is him keeping the job. <laughs> for like, sure. He Getting has to be offensively... He absolutely does. Agreed. He has to be offensively okay to play center field every right. day. So, uh, But he has to get to 29, and 27 was Fernando Tatis and Varjo. Uh, last year so like it, you know it's a big bar to get to but i think he but can absolutely do it shout out to philly's tailgate who always does a good job of dropping these nuggets of information as well because when you look at this list of drs in 2023 as you mentioned dalton Varshow at the top of that list 29 defensive runs saved in 1280 innings and then johan rojas as we mentioned just 392 innings it's everybody crazy. on that list except for kevin kiermeyer who's at 981 the lowest is 981 innings. That's still three, almost three <laughs> times as much as Johan Rojas. And he's right in that ballpark of being 14 DRS shy of the top spot with four, a fourth. He's 25% of the amount of innings played that Varsho did. So Tyler, and what's your Tatis vote? did. Uh, and Doyle. No. So I could see him absolutely. No, you say no. My answer is no. Okay. Um, and the reason that my answer is no is because I don't think he's going to because you guys got to, I think we have to remember too. He like has to if, play enough. if you play a, a, an extra amount of innings, if he goes from 392 to even if he goes to 600 this season, which is not an insane stretch to to no. think he might, your DRS can go down. Like it's sure. not, it's not course, just the limit. Sure. It's not a, a an upward trajectory yeah. path. I don't expect it to. I think if he plays that many do you think that he, many innings, do you he goes think he up. Can get north of 28. No, I don't. Not okay. with the amount of innings he's going to play. Right. Yeah, I don't know that he's going to get to, I mean, listen, the amount of innings that these guys have played, it's around 1,000 plus. I don't think we're going to get uh, Johan Rojas playing that many innings because this year obviously is such a big year focused on his at-bats. But I could see maybe in 2025, if he can progress in 2024, figure out how to bunt consistently, figure out how to give better at-bats, um, and now he's going to get more innings under his belt. He'll get him more games. He'll get him more opportunities. I, his DRS should be at some point in the next two years if not this year, um, definitely increase where he's like top five. But I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I know his absolute, uh, as we know, absolutely on the offensive side, I need to see more from him. He has half earned his nickname because on the defensive side, he is just insane um, and what he's been able to do. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But guys, uh, listen, we're already getting into the final minutes. I'm starting to think we got guests that stance. Are we waiting on our catchers? We want to try to rattle no, through let's them. let's do it. Yeah, I mean, it's Friday. We've got time, right? We've got nothing but time. Everybody well, wants our show to be two, three hours. 35 minutes here. They right want now. our show to be two or three hours anyway. So listen, why not keep this, keep the fun train going? If it wasn't for our conversation about see-through pants, we would have been to our, our list much quicker. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, it's the top story in baseball. I had to talk about it. <laughs> top story in baseball. I mean, it's, it was trending. Like, it was like the number one sports trending topic last night. <laughs> it was, night. though. It Players testicles was. here on Twitter. <laughs> All right. So today's list catchers. And I'm going to start things off. Um, he's not the man from West Philadelphia, born and raised, but he is a catcher in baseball, Will Smith. Wow. Five. <laughs> I know. I Listen. Last year, a 4-1 uh, war, he did get his first all-star selection. Um, he, at 28 years old, in last season, a 126 OPS plus um, in his five MLB seasons. He is someone that has averaged 30 homers, 102 RBIs per season. And I think Will Smith has been a consistent catcher. I think that's one of the biggest things that I noticed about his game. And I feel like as one of only three catchers this past season to register an OPS of at least 800, the consistency you've had behind, you've seen him with Will Smith is my numeral cinco. Uh, I'll go number five. I'm going with one of the Contreras brothers. I'm going with William uh, from the Milwaukee Brewers. 3.8 war last year. His OPS plus uh, was a 125, which is phenomenal for a catcher. Uh, you know, 86 runs scored, 78 RBIs. He's he's one of those 80, uh, you know, north of 80 in each category type of guys. Hit 289 last year. Really solid 367 on base for a catcher. Uh, really good glove and arm. So I, I have Contreras number five. One of the two brothers to make my top five. Yeah, this was really, really difficult because we were trying to play the game. We talked about this with shortstops. We were trying to play the game of offense versus defense and how do you pair the two. Sure. Because if you're strictly going with the offensive productivity, William Contreras should be on your list and probably will be on your list. Um, but I value defense at the catcher position really, really highly, probably only... Um, I mean, it's the most important it's, it's defensive that, position. It's that and shortstop the... to me. Um, so are it's the catcher two. probably because catcher's involved in every play and and heading into this season uh i think that there is not a better defensive catcher in baseball i think this guy wins the uh the, the wins a gold glove again in the national league and it's gabby moreno from the arizona diamondbacks Bottom good enough man. offensive productivity in his first full season with the d-backs at a 270 something average uh two excuse me 284 average over 380 plate appearances caught 111 games for arizona and this was one of those uh, another we talked about those trades that work out for both teams this was a trade that sent dalton varsho to the toronto blue jays uh in exchange for uh, Lords Goriel and Gabby Moreno. Maybe Arizona won that trade for all. We can talk about Moreno two, looks that good. Two yeah. starters on their World Series team last year, but he led all catchers in defensive runs, saved at 20. And when you talk about pop time with a guy, 
like Gabby Moreno. He's right up there amongst the uh, right up there amongst the league leaders. He also leads the league in catchers caught stealing above average at nine. The second best was Patrick Bailey and Shea Langoliers at six, which means he's been one of the better defensive catchers or was one of the best defensive catchers in baseball last year. If he can get that average, keep that average in the 280, get his home run total up into the double digits, hit, hit, drive in a little bit more than 50 RBI than he did last year in his 111 some odd games. I think he's going to continue to progress and his defense is so good that I'm going to go with Gabby Moreno at five. All right. All right. I like it. Number four for me, I'm going with the guy that led all qualified catchers last season in batting average, OPS doubles, hard hit rate, WOBA and war. That is brother William Contreras, number four on my list. Now, as you mentioned, Jamie, three, seven war last year, uh, gold glove finalist ranked fourth overall in defensive value. Um, his numbers as you know, defensively, Fielding run value of seven, which was 87th percentile all t- for all catchers. I just feel like William Contreras is really coming into his his own. You know, so it's tough being the younger, the younger brother and having a, you know, that competition of who's the better Contreras. But I do think that this is going to be a, a year for William Contreras that's going to be impressive. Last year, the numbers that he had, 291 splits, uh, 291, 369, 459 splits, 126 OPS plus. William Contreras, my number four. Yeah, number four, I hate to give the Braves any sort of credit. uh, And screw you, Oakland Athletics, once again. Uh, Sean Murphy, I'm going to have it number four here. Uh, You know, a 250 average, which is okay um, for a catcher. That's fine. Uh, But he did have north of 20 home runs last year, 21 home runs. I don't just think he's a product of a great lineup. Uh, On base, 365. His OPS plus a 125. Uh, OPS 844, like he has really good offensive numbers, uh, pretty much a four war last year for uh, a catcher. Again, just a really good catcher, good arm, good calls a good game, has a good staff, you know, kind of the total package. Um, so Sean Murphy, number four for me. Who do you got, Tyler? Yeah, I'm also going Sean Murphy at number four in this list as well, because a lot of the defensive metrics we talked about with Gabriel Moreno also apply to Sean Murphy to some extent, a one nine pop time as well. Uh, equal to what Gabriel Moreno did. My number three is one of the only few catchers who had a better pop time than was he him. One seven. Uh, he's one eight. I one eight three, I believe. Uh, but Sean Murphy is one of the best, one of the better defensive catchers, if not one of the best defensive catchers in baseball. Blocks above average this past season. He was at a sixteen, which was better than every catcher in Major League Baseball. He does a really good job of calling games. He's a really he does a really good job of framing his pitches, and it's not a surprise as to why some of the uh, Braves pitching staff exceeds expectations. Obviously, we know what Strider is, but I think that a lot of these younger kids... Yeah, he did a nice job with the young kids. I think these younger kids are really going to have a chance to excel. A.J. Smith-Shauver and and Bryce Elder are going to have a chance to excel over the next couple of years with Sean Murphy behind the plate. And like you said, a 250 average is solid enough. Got to 20 home runs for the first time in his career. He's hit uh, almost 60 over the last couple of seasons. Uh, His last two years in Oakland, I know it's a cavernous ballpark, started the power, started to come. In, in Atlanta, he makes his first all-star game. Obviously, that's probably a product of being with the Braves and not being with the dumpster fire A's. But I think that Sean Murphy is continuing to ascend offensively, and, he, and we know what he is defensively. I'm going to go Murphy at four. Sean Murphy was close to cracking into my list. He didn't make it, though. My number three is someone that's been top for all catchers in pop time. And our very own right here in Philly, JT Romudo. Listen, he's not the number one catcher uh, across the league anymore, but he still is a top five catcher without a doubt. He, last year, I feel like really cemented himself 
on the offensive side as well. Yes, there were times that we may have been frustrated with what he was, uh, his decision making as a catcher. We get it. But offensively, still top and, and rose to be top for the Phillies in triples. 13 stolen bases. His slugging percentage last year of uh, around 461. Also top for all catchers in uh, number number seven, I should say, in block for the defensive side. Top for pop time with that 183 last year, which is just around his average. He's got a 181 pop time since 2018, which leads all major league catchers. JT Romuto is still one of the best in the game um, and still can do a lot of fantastic things on both sides of the ball. And I'm excited because I hope this year we get an even better JT Romuto. Yeah, I'm also uh, have JT at third as well. Uh, he's just the total package. I mean, he's an athletic catcher. He's great at framing. Uh, sometimes I question if he if he calls the best games, uh, but that's a minor gripe. Um, but everything else well, pop time, arm, athleticism, uh, can hit for enough power in that 250 uh, batting average range. His OPS, uh, you know, his OPS plus was only a 106 last year. It was undeniably a down year for him, but his down year was still a 3.6 war. Um, you know, 70 RBI, or excuse me, 70 runs scored, 63 RBIs last year. He can do it all. I mean, he's not the best catcher in baseball anymore because uh, there's this kid uh, just 95 south of us. But he's certainly in the discussion for top three still in baseball because he's the total package. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's make it three for three. The, no Ooh. longer BCIB, but a, a dip for JT Realmuto to move from one to three is not a it's not a knock on the guy it's Total just the fact that i Mickey, think that yes. mm -hmm. i think that uh, the, the guy at number one has risen to such a, a claim at this point sure, that he's and, and, he's, and he's only going to continue to get better yeah. um I, I will say this two things that stick out to me with jt real muto you talk about his pitch calling uh throughout the the course of the last couple of seasons jamie has been suspect i'll take it a step further i think it's been downright bad um, I think he he's really, obviously, really, really, really good at throwing runners out. He's and still framing. I he's, think he's really good. Yeah, at it. and he still. May, I think he still may be the best. Well, he is the best pop time guy, but I think he still is the best throw to second, get runners out, like caught stealing catcher in baseball. Um, even if the numbers suggest that some other guys have had better had better 2023s. The concern for me is that the 2023 offensive productivity for JT Romuto is probably more the norm than it is an outlier at this point. And to hit 252, to drive in 60, to hit 20 plus home runs, to lead the league or to lead the team in triples, which is kind of odd but I mean he has 14 over the last three seasons the guy does move extremely well for a catcher um, I think that this is probably more the norm for JT at this point I think his best years are probably behind him but to move him from one to three is not a knock he's still one of the best catchers in baseball he's just not the best anymore I just think he's he, he's trending downward at yeah this point. probably mm -hmm. and the number one guy's war last year was only 4.3 so like you know when you talk about um, how close he is to the best catcher in baseball like he's not that far off in a down year so if he does has that resurgence I, th exactly. I think he can certainly get back to two definitely I agree I agree uh it was tough decision a tough decision for two and three but I'm going with an up-and-coming youngster coming off of winning a world series is making an all-star appearance uh winning gold glove honors Jonah Heim listen Jonah Heim's dealt with some injuries but we've also seen Jonah Heim's numbers continue to improve especially on the offensive side as well Jonah Heim has been someone that has been top of the league in RBIs uh, last year, specifically looking at 95 RBIs uh, in the regular season, which led the all catchers, I should say. So top in RBIs, top in batting run value, top in, um, you know, the offensive and defensive metrics that we see his fielding run value tw of 12 uh, top percentile. 
So overall, his catching framing, catcher framing runs, his ability to just continue to progress season after season, his ability to catch steal, you know, guys start trying to steal base. He is someone that's young that I think with a full healthy season uh, could be a scary thing to think about. But Jonah Heim for me, number two, guys. Yeah, it's not too often you see six foot four, two hundred and twenty five pound uh, catchers. Uh, but for me, he was just outside with Gabby Moreno. Uh, and the other Contreras, uh, that was probably like my my top eight. But number two, I'm going to go with Will Smith. Mm. Um, unfortunately, the Los Angeles Dodgers <laughs> just uh, are a powerhouse. When you have a guy that's not even mentioned in Will Smith as like, uh, you know, <laughs> a good player in the lineup, you know that's a sick offensive team. And you see what the Dodgers did yesterday? Put up eight runs in the first innings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Dodgers, Smashed if the they live up to their potential, are just going to be flat-out scary this year. Will Smith had a 4-1 uh, war last year right on the heels of Rutschman. Uh, 260 average right on the cusp of 20 home runs, which if, if you can get your catcher hitting over 21 or 20 home runs, you're in a pretty good spot. OPS and slugging probably need to go up a little bit if he wants any shot of keeping the throne away from JT. But 80 runs scored, 76 RBIs, uh, you know, potential north of 80 in both of those categories, 261 hitter, uh, good defense, good arm. He's going to have a good staff in front of him this year. Uh, I feel pretty confident having Will Smith number two. Yeah, so do I. And that's why I'm going with Will Smith at number two as well. Uh, a lot of the uh, echo, a lot of the things that you just said. The one thing I will give him a ton of credit for is. This guy gets on base at a pretty high clip for a guy that hits 260. 360 a near, a near 360 OBP. And it's due in part to the fact that two of the last three years, he's posted an 11% walk rate. His strikeout rate over the last two seasons has been at the 16% as well. Um, the guy doesn't strike out. He puts bat on ball a lot. And, uh, you know, he, he gets on base quite frequently. The defense is good. I would say that it's... Uh, it's not elite. It's good enough to be a really solid defensive catcher and an OPS plus of 114 last season with, you know, hitting almost 20 home runs, driving in 76. It's 87 the year before, 76 the year prior. The guy is about as consistent as you can get offensively, 258, 260, 261 average, right in that uh, 20 to 25 home run range. I think that he, Jamie, I think you're right. I think he's undervalued for this team because of the fact that they have yeah. so many top-level superstars. Because they have all-stars but everywhere else. The, the guy is is quite good. Yeah, and another one that's very good. Pick number one overall in the 2019 draft and pick number one overall here for our catcher rankings, Adley Rushman. Listen, Adley has been a rising star for Baltimore, a big reason why their team took such a huge leap last year and why they're a scary team to watch going into 2024. Adley led the team in hits in RBI, was top the top catcher in a number of different categories. You look at last year's stats and a 154 games played, a 4-3 war, 80 RBIs, 20 homers, his splits 277, 374, 435 with a 128 OPS plus. And Adley is someone that has the potential to be not only the best catcher this season, but a top catcher ever. The stuff that we've seen from him, uh, he's lived up to all the hype and more, unfortunately, for uh, the fact that, you know, he's in Baltimore. But that Baltimore team is, is very talented because of Adley's one of those pieces that has been able to really raise the bar for them. Now, this past season... Uh, when you look at the different things that he's been able to accomplish, he led all Major League Baseball catches and hits, all in on-base percentage, batting average, um, and has just been a clutch player for the Orioles. Young, still getting better, still improving. Adley, definitely top of this list, uh, without a doubt. 
Yeah, I think the reason we all have him number one is because he's just scratching the surface. Yes. Like Terrifying he could potentially himself. get better. He came in at number 19 on MLB's top 100 players already. And I feel like he's 23 years old. I don't know what he actually is, Tyler. 25. 25. Um, but he's just a baby. He's just getting, you know, full years of service. And he's already the best catcher in baseball. This kid is uh, a generational talent at the catching position. Uh, what else more is there to say about him? And yeah. Chris uh, McCall, or McCall, I believe that is in the chat. Uh, yes, we will work with our friends at mm -hmm. Philly Sports Trips to hopefully get a PHLY Phillies road trip down to Baltimore. Uh, because that's a pretty damn exciting team. And I have a soft spot in my heart for the Orioles. So it's it's nice to see them thrive because they got a great ballpark, great fan base. Tyler, you can uh, finish yeah. off the Rutschman discussion. I don't here. really have to add too much to this. The one thing I will say is obviously with advanced scouting and, and more eyes on players, you know, from the, the time they're in high school through the time they're in college to the time they get drafted, the number one overall pick has been a much more mm -hmm. successful hit over the last 20 years than it was in, you know, especially in like the seventies and eighties where, you know, sometimes you get, uh, you might get a, a, an all-star, but the conversation of the fact that there are only three players ever to be inducted into the hall of fame as the number one overall pick is really soon going to change. And it's, now wait, it's Mauer. It's, uh, oh, we went over this not that long it's ago. It's Mauer Griffey and Chipper Jones. Yes. Okay. Uh, and now listen, I am not advocating for Adley Rutschman to be a Hall of Famer after two seasons. That's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to, to, no, to he's pinpoint. No, he's a generational talent. He's what I'm track. trying to pinpoint is I think that Major League Baseball has done a really good job over the last 20 years or so of being good more times than they're not at picking the number one overall pick, which is how it should be. But baseball is such a crapshoot that sometimes you just don't know. And Adley Rutschman might be amongst the best of, of the picks over, let's say, the last 10 years for certain. Now, let me give you guys this number real quick. In the 162 games before Adley Rutschman was promoted to the major leagues, what do you think the Baltimore Orioles record was? In the what? In 162 games prior to Rushman being promoted to the, to the big leagues. 75. And Not what? even close. No, I was say, <laughs> 63. 51 and 111. Yeah. Wow. Since Adley Rutschman has joined the Orioles, they are 158 and 109. Wow. So yeah, now, granted, the Orioles are a much better team now, yeah, and especially Henderson last and year, yeah, than they were in the years that. prior to that. But you can't deny his impact on on how they've turned the corner. He's their pitch caller. He's mm -hmm. their you know what their their clutch hitter. Yeah. He's 150 some odd games behind the plate last year is insane in this day and age yeah. with analytics and mm -hmm. time off. Adley Rutschman's a stud. Yeah. yeah, he definitely is. He definitely is. Well, uh, listen, like you mentioned, Jamie, we'll definitely have to try to make that road trip happen. I know some of you, Chris Lemon, if you're down there, whoever lives close by, got to get down to Camden Yards to check out the Phillies-Orioles game. Uh, we got a couple games circled on our schedule. Of course, one of those 34 days from now, that game, of course, is circled on our schedule for opening day. And yeah. we have some excitement that we'll be able to bring you guys some live events um, from out at Bet Parks where we'll be having some fun. Right doing, by the stadiums. Doing our shows live and, and be able to – bring you guys opportunities uh, we'll have more details that we'll continue to drop and share with you we around the things you can win there what you can expect Miller's at the shows Lights. what's going down but opening weekend circle it you'll be hopefully you can join us for some fun live and in person um all right guys um nah. we'll get to guess that stance now it's time you sure about that do we have one yeah, we do oh. i'm asking you are you sure no but let's do it 
Let's do it. You guys enjoy it. We're getting we're getting we're getting it's better. Apparently Let's to keep Ray, going. Uh, according to Ray, I mean it should get easier in the future because there'll be some low hanging fruit. But um bump. Is that, that a penis can, joke? That was a penis joke. Good He's job, like, Ray. Yeah, Proud Ray. Of you, buddy. <laughs> By the way, that, that, was, that a, was definitely a middle school boy uh, joke. For really sure. strong 15 minutes of maturity from all of us before we dived back into this. Yeah. <laughs> the catcher thing, we were actually mature adults. Oh, we actually talked baseball. I, yeah. yeah we, I'm, I'm proud of us. We were very mature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were super. I mean, it's hard to be mature when you guys have see-through pants all over the screens that yeah. we have to look at. So Come on, Nike. All right. Do better. Let's do better with the guest that stands. Sure. Um, I don't remember who we did. La- who was our player uh, last It was Garrett Stubbs. Oh, oh, yeah, we got it right. You both Actually, got it right. About this. The Camden Yard right. series is the week I start vacation. Son of a. Looks like we're going without you. Sucks <sighs> to suck. That would be Jamie. awesome. Camden Yards is great. I'll Tyler be down and there. I will be there. I'll, I'll be down there already. We'll go. I'm going Saturday. Yeah, you're going with your dad, right? Yeah, yeah nice. We'll be there. Be there. Be square. All right. Time What's... for Guess That Stance. Yesterday was Garrett Stubbs. We got that correctly. Let's see if today we can be correct and quick. Oh, Ooh. looks man. exactly the same. Oh, oh all right. I'm gosh. sending one in. What? Oh, you, I think you're confident. That seemed really confident. Wait, uh, what is the score? Like confident. Is he face? Is it the left or righty? Is he facing us or is his back? Either us? that or this is the biggest bluff in the history of <laughs> guess your stance. I just texted you. Wow. Seriously? All right. Jamie's answer is locked in. Oh, no. I hate when you do that, that Jamie, because I am not ready. That might have been record time Jeez. for this game. Oh, he's I'm just not trying to get out of here. Guts. He's I'm like, it's one Friday. Of the th- one of the things, it, this is going to be one of two things. You're either going to be dead on or so far yeah, off yeah, yeah, that yeah. it's not even Again, close. It's going to be a right-handed a, hitter. I was going to say, is it even a righty or a lefty? I texted in a lefty. Because that is his right leg leading forward. I believe that's kind of clear. I think. I don't, I don't know, know, actually. <laughs> just give me a minute and I'll convince myself that it's not. No, your answer's locked in. We see yeah, no, in I'm locked in either way. Hoskins, Joe Blanton. It's not Joe Blanton. <laughs> um, okay, what's the score? Like, what's the the oh difficulty? The, the difficulty? I would probably give this one a six, maybe a seven. But I feel like Reese wouldn't be a six or a seven. We already did Reese. Did we? Yeah. Oh, good thing I didn't say Reese because that's what didn't we? He was like one of the OGs. But I feel we like Reese have. wouldn't have been. Pretty sure we did. Wait, we may have. Oh no, I don't remember at this point. I'm I don't remember confident at all. We did. I feel like Reese we're, wouldn't we're, be. A we're six at the or bottom seven. of the barrel here. For, for, um. For okay. Phil's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send in. Uh, Mickey, I agree with you. I went with a lefty. Uh, my guy maybe could have been referred to as the clubhouse botanist at one point. I don't know if I'm giving hints away. I'm going to give you a random answer. Well, I don't know if I'm right, so I'm giving hints to potentially a wrong answer. Tyler, is it a righty or a lefty? Tadahito Aguchi. I can't give you that because Jamie's already That's on him, though. It's kind of like on Family Feud. If you hit the buzzer too soon, you You don't get the full question. Well, and then then I'll know if I'm right or wrong. Yeah, it's like if 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 Steve Harvey is reading the question, you cut him off halfway. I get the full question. Steve Harvey likes penis references on Family Feud. That's for sure. He definitely does. He's a lefty. Okay, so is it a righty or a lefty? He's a lefty. All right, so I was right. All right. Oh. I don't know if you're right. Well, I'm 50. Per- I okay. at least had the right stance. Gotcha. I'm going to just text you a random person. Who's Who do I feel like throwing man. out there today? Ben, we did for a while. This thing's been going on for a generation now, so I don't even know. <laughs> we were doing 42 of them. I think we did my person, actually, after I just sent it to you. Oh, look. Uh, if, Wait. I, all right. I will I will say if, if the person you sent me was already done, I will give you another Chance. Wait, because now that I, as soon as yes, I said we it, are, we already did that. Person. Okay, dang it, I would be guessing somebody that's clearly wrong. All right, uh, let me stick in that ballpark though. 
of the same random person. Todd Jamie, I don't Pratt. like how you feel so confident. I All don't right. know if I feel confident. It just looks familiar. And All I'm, right. You I'm know what? Todd, just, Todd just Pratt's go one of those it. guys that I know happened. Go with definitively the was a player, but like it feels like he was never actually here. All right. You're in? All right. Renee is locked in. <sighs> you both gave us lefties that were primarily uh, bench players throughout their <laughs> career. Uh, Renee gave us Greg Dobbs. Why Jamie not? went with Brad Miller. One of the two of you are correct. It's not me. It's it Jamie. It is no! the Bamboo Man. <laughs> It was that real short swing and very like up high at the letters that did it for me. Yes, Bamboo Brad. I, I don't know why that one just jumped out to I me. I thought it was Raul at first. But we already, we did, already did Raul. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm on a little bit of a heater this week. Nah, just, that's just, that's just wanted to say. You're extra motivated lately, Jamie. You're doing well. Mm-hmm. I know, Mickey. I'm sorry, guys. I let the team down. I'm just guessing. It's just, if I don't have a definitive answer in like the first eye check, I just pick a random name. Brad Miller was a good bench player. Brad Miller was a fine bench player. Brad Miller was not. Yeah, he, he got forced into starting. starting six times Poop. a week. Was that Franco that got hurt that year, where he played a lot of third? I think I he played. I think he played a lot of first, didn't he? First, I forget, yeah. but he played way too much. But if Brad Miller's your bench player, that's Brad a, Miller hit a walk yeah. off against the Nationals. I think. Did that's anybody right. else get it right in the chat? Yeah, yeah some Brad Miller talk by the end. I, I think when I gave my botanist clue, people started figuring it out. Yeah, but I didn't want to guess yeah, the same answer. Twenty twenty one, he played fifty eight games at first. Everyone's saying congratulations. Good job, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did well. Yeah, I have ah. socks on today. I know. It's weird. It it's, is weird. I don't know what's happening with you. Somebody did say they want to see you model the new pants. What new Will. pants? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's a show for my wife only, boys. Oh, there you have it. He, he, no free shows for you guys. You Maybe can, some foot shows, yeah, but no pants. You can, you can find me on OnlyFans. Oh, my gosh. This is too much. All right, I shouldn't have said anything. You brought it's it up. It's too easy to just tee things up, and Jamie, you just run with it every time. Like you have to realize you're talking to a twelve year old. I know, but it's 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 almost too easy. If I just sprinkle a little, dangle a little comment out dangle, there, dangle, huh? Oh man, Renee. Oh come on! I'm trying to get out of here, no and you bring it up safe. dangling. There's nothing safe. Yeah, there's if dangling going throw, on in Major League Baseball. If I right share, now. if I share some words, I gotta like really think through. It's like back in the day when they used to be. Yeah, you just, guys are just yep, children. You're probably you're not going to do yourself any good here. You're just children. You're mm-hmm. just children mm-hmm. is what I'm dealing with. But congratulations, Jamie. You're, you're best your... off just ending the show at this yeah. point. <laughs> Have a great Friday, everybody. Listen, we've got games this weekend. Yes, the Phillies. enjoy it. Yes, we're going to chance to see Colby Allard, Aaron Nola getting things started on the mound for the Phillies Saturday and Sunday. And we'll be back on Monday again live, 11 a.m. John Fuller is going to be sharing all the behind-the-scenes stuff with you from down in Clearwater. Make sure you're tuning in to our show here. (laughs) And we are excited to have all of you here each and every day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hit that thumbs-up button on your way out the door. And see you guys on Monday. (laughs) 